Hey guys, welcome to episode 22 of the Andrew Andy UK podcast. It is the 23rd of June 2019 and uh, it's, it's, it's a bit of an average day out there. We're, we're head with the 23rd of June. We've not really started summer yet, which is a little disappointing. But anyway, hardware-wise, I can think my biggest sort of purchase since the last podcast is the DJI Osmo Action. Action camera, that is. But it's called the Osmo Action. I'd almost bought a GoPro 7, um, I don't know, a month and a half back perhaps. I think I even had one in my basket at some point and thought, oh, I don't know. So I've got, or I had a GoPro 4 Black, which I guess is about three years old, if not a bit longer. And whilst I think the video quality wasn't too past still, the battery life, I mean, I don't know, you'd get maybe 15 minutes, which is not a lot of use for anything really. Um, I don't use action cameras a lot, so it's not like I've been you know, champion at the bit to get it replaced and get it upgraded. But I had been thinking about the, the GoPro 7 Black or Hero 7 Black um, and seeing some of the image stabilisation was very impressive very and made me think this is quite a leap from anything I've seen before. Um, while I was still in this kind of quandary of should I buy it or not, DJI emailed me because I bought a DJI drone and I've got an account with them and such <clears throat> saying, look at our new action camera, the Osmo Action. And the thing that took my attention straight away was the front-facing screen, which I thought, well, that's quite interesting. So if, if I did want to use, because one, one use I had been thinking was using it when making my videos, and my reviews for YouTube. So I bought a 4K webcam, a Logitech Brio, and it's just not that good. I think the bit rate's about 2K, and okay it's 4k but it just doesn't look very good so I, I won't lie I'm a bit disappointed you may have noticed it if you watch my videos um, it's not as sharp as the, the camera that used I used down onto whatever I'm reviewing so I've been thinking well you know originally I've been thinking a GoPro that, that can maybe fill that space instead so then when I saw the Osmo Action had a front facing screen I thought well that's even better so if I'm filming me with it I can see myself in the screen it just helps to make sure you know, you know you've got it all framed properly and, you know, and stuff like that um, and then I watched a few reviews and I saw, again, how amazing the camera stabilisation is. And I shouldn't be too surprised because the drone, in high winds with it being knocked all about the place, has like rock steady, which is what it's called, rock steady um, footage. So yeah, DJI's version is called the rock steady on the Osmo Action. And it, and it is stunning. In actual use, having bought the camera, it's amazing. It really is impressive. Really is impressive. Adding to that, the battery life, I think, is pretty damn amazing as well if you're filming in 4k you're gonna get about an hour hour and 10 minutes or so um if you film in 1080p you get over two hours battery life that's amazing i mean that covers most things i do i've been on some bike rides where i've been two and a half hours and it's not gonna last that whole one but you know if i go go-karting or something which i'm doing in a few months time i mean i can film all of that in 4k or only go-karting for half an hour so that, I mean, that's just really, compared to the sort of 15 minutes, I say, okay, they were very old batches by this point in the GoPro 4, but I don't even know when they were new, I'm not sure they got to an hour. Um, the only downside is perhaps the accessories are a bit expensive, so, well, the postages anyway. They, I've been waiting, I wanted to buy a spare battery, and they finally uh, came back in stock on the DJI website. £19, that's not too much for a spare battery, I thought I can live with that. So I put it in my basket and hit buy, and then they whack on like £13 postage. Hmm, okay, so I've not bothered just yet. And also, there's no external mic support. So there is a USB Type-C port, and I bought an adapter, plugged that in, plugged my mic into it, doesn't work. 
Um, I think I have to wait for the official adapter to come out, which shouldn't be too long, hopefully. I think it's on its way. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just a little bit annoying. There's no, you know, I understand they can't perhaps have a 3.5mm jack because it won't help with waterproofing, but um, you would have hoped it would work with a standard USB-C to 3.5 adapter like I have. Um, slight sort of controversy because there is one YouTuber that basically claimed it worked and then there's loads of them saying it doesn't what do you, I think he cheated why Why would you even do that why would you lie anyway so my other tech bits um, I should actually point out I do use the Osmo Action quite a lot now I, anytime I go cycling which is kind of five or six times a week I generally put the camera on I guess it's just kind of, kind of just in case either someone pulls across in front of me and I have an accident or just you see something funny and you want to be able to bring it back uh, and, and show people but yeah so anyway um, other things though is kind of getting in shape based um, first of all I bought some new headphones so cycling and the same applies for jogging a lot of people say you shouldn't have things in your ears you shouldn't be listening to music because you can't hear sort of traffic and other dangers around you which I do get I do get I mean I still kind of think I mean I can hear cars when I've got my earphones plugged in but I suppose not as well. Um, and I do have a mirror on my handlebar so I can see behind, so I'm less reliant on sound, and I, sh I can and should be checking in the mirror, although I won't lie, I've, there's been twice where I didn't check a mirror, making an assumption uh, one time it could have been quite a nasty accident, actually, <laughs> but uh, luckily it was all averted. Anyway, so with that in mind, I was looking into these um, headphones that use vibrating your skull as the method of getting the sound into you. So I basically... I'd seen some Aftershocks Trex Air. They were £140. They don't go in your ear. They kind of... The, the thing loops around your ear and then sits in front of your ear and literally vibrates your skull for you to hear the noise. Not to the point that you can really feel it vibrating. You're not... You know, it's not like a buzzing thing on your head, but it's enough that you hear it in your uh, ear. Then they basically got dropped by £40 to just under £100. I thought, well, if I'm going to try them, now's the time to try them. So I did. Um... And they're pretty good. For music, not so great. So you don't get the same sort of quality of sound as you would from some decent in-ear headphones. Um, but for podcasts and phone calls for that matter, so if it's just sort of spoken voice that you're listening to, they actually sound really good. Um, and I love that whilst I wouldn't have something playing while I was talking to somebody when riding, I love that I can just press the button on the side and then because my ears are clear, I can talk to somebody and then if we then go back to cycling, in front of it back in front and behind uh, and we're not talking i can press the play again and i can carry on either listen to music or listen to my podcast so have a look at the review obviously on my youtube channel if you're interested in that kind of thing the other getting in shape related uh, product i got was uh, you might remember i reviewed withings sleep mat a couple of months back perhaps um, as part of my kind of you know how's my recovery after exercise and uh, i quite like their app i quite like the product itself I was generally quite impressed so I found out who the PR company was and emailed them saying oh I see you've got some some scales um I wonder if you might like to send me some to review and they said yeah no worries and about five weeks later I had to send quite a few nagging emails which you hate doing when someone's sending you something free because you know they're sending you something free but you're still going oh um should I have received these yet oh no yeah I'll get on to that um hi uh still not received them is everything okay and like you know eventually they got sent out and they're actually really really nice the quality of them feels very good they're not the first set of scales i've had that will connect into an app and relay your weight and body fat or that kind of thing but they are the first one that are actually directly wi-fi connected so the last set of scales i had <clears throat> i have to take my phone with me connect the scales to my phone and then stand on them and then it feeds it in um these ones literally 
stand on the scales, they turn themselves on automatically, take my weight and measure my body fat, etc. Um, and just sync it with my Withings app, which then syncs in the Google uh, Google Fit app. Uh, so just automatically and kind of instantly I say that because it doesn't always seem to sync straight into the Google Fit app. Sometimes I have to wait a day or two for it to appear, but it does appear. Um, and yeah, they, they seem a really well-made product. Uh, they give you some really good information within the app, like your actual fat weight, your bone weight. So I've got a nine, my, my skeleton apparently weighs nine pound. I'm not sure how it works that out. Um, it tells you your hydration levels. It tells you your actual muscle mass. Um, and obviously it plots it on a graph, which is great to see when you're, uh, when you're trying to lose weight and you can monitor it. So yeah, actually I would really recommend them. They're, they are about 90 pounds, but they're a really well-made product. They look really nice and they're very functional. Um, just on that note, anyone that's interested, I'm, I'm now I'm three and a half stone down on what I was um, in three and a half months. I'm, fair, I'm, I'm actually going to make a video on kind of weight loss and the tech that I've used to do that. Um, because I think, honestly, without it, I'd be a little bit lost. I mean, you could still do it, but um, I don't know. It's just I, f- I feel like it's really helped me, it helps motivate me, it helps guide me. So, yeah, look out for that if you're interested in any way in uh, losing a bit of weight. The other sort of quite big news was the Pixel 4 leak. So things got leaked. So I think basically phone manufacturers, they have to send out specs to case manufacturers so they can build the cases. And from that, that's how they build, or some people will build, renders of the devices. Um, One of these renders got leaked, I believe. I'm not sure I even saw it. But within sort of 24 hours, probably even within 12, I'm not sure, uh, the Made by Google team tweeted, well, I think there's a lot of news already about this, so here's an image. And they basically tweeted a picture of the back of the device. Um, which, uh, which kind of sort of shut up the leakers. Oh well, there, there it actually is. Look, we don't need to fanny about with with leaks of renders. Um, there's the actual product apparently. There's only really two things. Well, three, I suppose. Three things we can deduce from this. The the one, the extra one I've just thrown in there, I suppose, is just a design. So that it looks like there'll no longer be that two tone design on the back. Which actually, I think, is a bit of a shame because I quite like that. It was something that made the Pixel distinctive. Um, and you almost wonder, well, it's just going to look like most of the phones now. Um, so that could be a shame. I mean, you never know. Maybe it'll be in the final thing, but I guess not if they've tweeted a picture of it already. Um, the, one of the other three things we notice is there's no fingerprint sensor on the back. So that's kind of an in-screen fingerprint sensor, which I'm okay with. My OnePlus 7 Pro is pretty good, actually, and it's pretty quick pretty reliable it's only a bit of a problem if you've got wet hands but i think that was similar to the rear mounted ones in some ways to be honest um and then the final thing we notice is it's got kind of a square camera module in the top left corner of the back but it's only actually got from what i can see two lenses so it looks like there's two lenses side by side i think there's a flash underneath it and there's some kind of a sensor kind of above making like a diamond within the square um and what concerns me is that it's just two lenses, which might sound a little bit weird, but my last two phones, so the Mate 20 Pro and now the OnePlus 7 Pro, have three lenses. So you have your regular, which is actually a wide angle. People get confused. saying, oh, it's got a wide angle lens. Well, all phone lenses are basically wide angle. So it's got a wide angle lens, it's got a zoom lens, and it's got an ultra wide angle. And it's actually the ultra wide angle that I really like. I'm not that bothered by a zoom. Yeah, I've used them. They, they are quite handy, but... The ultra-wide angle, I think, just opens up so many more opportunities. And it worries me. There's only two lenses, so you're going to have the regular wide angle, and I'm guessing the other one's going to be zoom, um, which will it will actually put me off. I kind of 
that's one reason I didn't stick with the Pixel 3 XL was it didn't have the ultra wide angle lens on the back. I mean, it's got one on the front for selfies, which is actually pretty pretty cool. I would have quite liked, but I think on the back is more important. So anyway, I mean, that's there's only a little. I mean, look, some people are saying, or oh, I think I think it shows us that actually they're going for a much more premium product now. They're trying to really compete with the big boys. We might be paying a lot more this than the other. I mean, well, I don't really see how you get that from that photo. With, I mean, I would get it more from the fact that they released a Pixel 3a XL or a Pixel 3a that maybe they'll really push it with the Pixel 4 um, because they now do have a budget alternative. Um, anyway, I mean, we'll wait and see, I suppose. I'm quite looking forward to, to the reveal uh, for that. I'm going to move away from tech now onto TV and movie. There's been a few things going on. So one of the first things uh, that happened since the last podcast was The Big Bang Theory ended. They aired their final episode. Um, and then I suppose actually the, the very final episode was kind of a, a look back at certain things with oh I've forgotten his name uh, the the two the couple so to speak uh, Leonard and whatever her name is I've forgotten already it's only been finished like three weeks anyway and um, I'll actually I will miss it I know a lot of people said that they got bored of the comedy it was much the same humour and it was but I, I liked that humour it was it was a I thought it was just a very good show with some very good characters and some very good jokes um, so I will miss it and I mean I still will enjoy looking back through all the previous episodes when they're whenever they're on um, but it was a bit weird because I, I don't know. I was, I'm not sure what I was expecting from a final episode, but it wasn't all that much. I suppose it, I suppose it got you a little bit emotionally, but they didn't really go for that in a big way. I don't think it was. It was just oh, that's the last episode. Okay, all right. See you later. Um, but yeah, I'll miss it. I then moved on to the Night Manager, which I think someone recommended to me years back. I don't know. Maybe not. I can't remember. Night Managers now, to be fair. Um, but basically what's it about it's about an ex-army guy whose love gets murdered by some rich billionaire and he he's then trying to sort of bring this billionaire down um i won't say much more than that but it's basically a mini series it is just the one season it was five episodes or six all an hour long. i think it was five all an hour long um good characters well acted good storyline um not massively predictable not massively I was kind of well no I don't want to say much more because I don't want to give things away but I found it quite easy to watch in some ways I wasn't sort of I don't yeah like I said I don't want to say much more because I don't want to give things away but I, I would recommend it The Night Manager then I couldn't ignore all the talk about Chernobyl so and this is the another this is a miniseries this is not the actual event it was quite funny it works so uh, there's a load of the sort of I would call them kids I suppose they're sort of 20 years and younger sitting around a table talking about this and, and one of them was saying wait how, how do you actually say they chin Chernobyl chub, chub. and I think I made some kind of comment like oh, oh of course you guys weren't actually alive when it happened and I mean it was in 1986 so that's you know good good old length of time away I would only have been 11 at the time myself um but to me, it was just a massive event that you know everyone knows about. Everyone knows how you say Chernobyl because it was just it was just huge. Um, but I have a very bad memory as well, so things that happened when I was eleven, I couldn't tell you anything more than it was a, a disaster at a nuclear power plant. Um, and watching the show was really very interesting. I mean, obviously, we don't know how much of it exactly is true, but it seems like it's based all on uh, real real events and real facts. Um, they do at the very end; they kind of give a summary of what these people did and when they died if they died and some more facts and figures and things um and they did basically say they made up one character who represented a whole bunch of people which you know i think that's fine that's kind of okay that makes sense i i avoided it because i was worried about um 
just have been a bit harrowing, I suppose. And did I really want to see about what happened to people that lived a couple of miles away when the power plant exploded and the firefighters that attended the scene of things? And there are some bits that are a little bit hard to watch. Um, but on the whole, it was well worth watching. Really very interesting. Really interesting. And in some ways, this might sound a bit weird, but it, it wasn't perhaps as bad as I thought. Some of the people that survived, you wouldn't have thought they would have at the same time I guess oh, uh, watch, watch the show it's interesting I'd, I'd like to if you do watch it come, let, come uh, let me know about it on the forum actually on my website andrewandy.uk click forum and there is a TV and movies um, forum in there and actually I'll go and make a thread if I remember later today because yeah it was actually a very interesting show um, then I've just started on Good Omens which is uh, based off the Terry Pratchett book um, and it is very much Terry Pratchett style. I've, I think I've watched one of the sort of TV conversions before, and it's not been that great. And a few people, there's a few people have said that this oh, doesn't really do him justice. But quite a lot of sort of, I mean, I'm not a hardcore Terry Pratchett fan. I'm not that big into books, but um, I, I, I so far I've only watched is it? I think two episodes. Seems pretty good. Seems pretty. Good. I'm quite enjoying it. Um, it's only six episodes in all. Again, it's a mini series, so there won't be there won't be future because it's just based on the book. Um, but yeah, it seems pretty good. So Amazon Prime, which is, I don't, I don't like Amazon Prime. Basically, um, it's uh, they, they they have trouble with their sound syncing. They it's just always out. So I generally find other ways to watch. It. Even though it's like like legally or officially, I I can watch it. I find other ways to watch it because it's just generally better quality. Um, yes, yeah, so I can't tell you how good that one is because I've not finished it, but it seems it seems quite good so far couple of movies I've watched. Uh, recently I watched Murder Mystery with Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston, which is a Netflix-made movie, and it was, it was okay. It was all right. It was a reasonable watch. I didn't feel like I'd wasted my time, but I wouldn't go much more than kind of a, I don't know, six and a half, seven out of ten perhaps. Um, reasonable. What sort of pleasantly surprised me a little bit was The Upside, which is a movie with Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart. And I kind of thought, I don't know, maybe I just, I do like Kevin Hart, so maybe I'm being a bit of a when I say oh, Kevin Arson is he's gonna be a bit stupid this time, but actually it was quite an interesting movie. So Brian Cranston plays this sort of quadriplegic billionaire. Um, you know, he's he's kind of confined to an electric wheelchair that he steers around with his chin on a on a little joystick, um, and he's looking for new new help basically. Kevin Hart's an ex con who's got to go to whatever job interviews to keep his income his, uh, his benefits coming in or something and he turns up and, and basically Brian Cranston's character decides yeah I like this guy let's give him a job um, almost trying to annoy some of his other helpers um, and it's just the story of their their friendship building and it's kind of weird I realised afterwards I sort of thought well what what really was the story what was and it is just about these two people getting to know each other and becoming friends really um so there's no massive amazing storyline but then I th again i think it's based on real true events true characters um but it was i mean even though there was no strong storyline it was just a, a nice movie it was a nice movie i would probably go seven and a half maybe eight out of ten at a push um, but one I would say is worth watching if you uh, if you have the means. I wouldn't it's, you know I wouldn't want to go see it at the cinema or anything. But yes, yeah, so maybe we're going seven and a half, seven seven and a half. Um, but yeah, reasonable watch. So there we go. <laughs> Having originally thought I didn't have much to talk about, I've waffled on for coming on for twenty minutes now. So uh, more than I thought. Uh, 
if you're not subscribed to my YouTube channel, obviously you go and check me out, Andrew Lander UK. But I'd imagine if you are, if there's anyone listening to this, it's probably because you found me on YouTube. Do come and have a look at the website. I don't, I don't update it. I update the website about as often as I do podcasts. If I'm very honest, I need, I need to try and do better, sort of posting news and bits and pieces and my thoughts. Um, same with the forum. I don't use it as much as I should. But again, if people came and posted, it would encourage me to use it, and we could discuss things and and such and such. Anyway, that's all for now. So. Uh, Take care all. I'll speak to you again soon. My name's Andy. I'll catch you all again soon.